0: All right, good morning, guys. We are live. Good morning.
1: Dog Central. Welcome, John. Hey. How's it going, guys? Doing well. Good. How are you, man? I'm doing yeah. fantastic. Great, great. Uh, we are 52, 51 days away from football season. Um, it is bearing down on us, and I'm very excited. Um, 45 days from week zero. Well, there you go. Yeah, I week zero week zero is like the degenerate the, holiday yeah it's like the amused booze can't wait, boozed, to,
2: the, can't wait to be zero. on
1: northwestern and nebraska and fly from week, ireland we exactly week zero just kind of like it's like that little appetizer that just gets you ready for uh what's to come the next week but i'm I, give me any anything college football these days i'm i'm ready By that point, absolutely
3: hey hey graham technical can you check your mic you sound like you're on the low res mic real fast if that's something can. you can do on air you can't okay there we go you sound good you
2: there you go there you go
3: Damn. Nice. uh so we're talking about the big 12 uh which has 10 teams uh we're so without getting any of the conference stuff um there's a, <laughs> there was a lot of turmoil in the big 12 the last two years from texas and oklahoma jump into the sec in the near future uh lincoln riley buying houses during the season uh and there's a couple new coaches and uh with that what are your uh, you know first views and thoughts about the big 12 this year
2: i mean i think it's an interesting league because there's a lot of attention on texas i feel like all the attention is on texas um Oklahoma is kind of just sneaking around over there quietly with like probably one of the five, 10 best quarterbacks in college football and a lot of offensive talents still hanging around. And then you have Baylor who just won a conference title that nobody's talking about. And uh, lots of new coaches in the league at places like Texas tech. Um, Yeah, I think it's interesting and I actually think it's, Probably a sneaky good league this year, like better yeah, than
3: you talked you know. about, you know, Baylor and Oklahoma State playing the Big 12 championship. They kind of did it with defense last year, which is not mm-hmm. what the Big 12 has been known for. And, uh, and they've got, um, some returning quarterbacks at Oklahoma State, which is sort of kind of where, uh, one of the guys, one of the teams I'm kind of interested to see, but where you want to start?
2: Uh, do you want to start at the top? Let's go with Let's Oklahoma.
3: T- Oklahoma. Um, Yeah, let me see. Start
2: wherever you have queued up. You're the. uh, I have queued up the overall.
3: So if we jump into, (laughs) we jump into the uh, sort of returning production overall. You know, Kansas brings back a lot, but we know that returning bad production is
2: doesn't make you a good. good (laughs) I was about
1: to say, do do they bring back a lot? They bring back production, but is it?
2: It's terrible. Hey, production no. beat Kansas – or, I'm sorry, beat Texas. Beat Texas,
3: uh, absolutely. That's fair, so, totally fair. And yeah. and then going down, you can see Texas actually brings back some uh, a good number of players. But, again, their defense was pretty bad last year, so it'll be questionable. They've got talent on that side of the ball, so mm-hmm. it'll be if, if it can get coached up and improve. Uh, Kansas State's another sneaky good team, and Oklahoma's in the middle of the pack. And then Iowa State's the team, if you want to look at returning production, that actually might factor into mm-hmm. – uh, what happens this year uh, could be interesting uh, when we get into the over-under for that team. And then uh, we get into uh, the offenses. Uh, again, Kansas brings back a lot. Uh, mm-hmm. Again, it's not very good. TCU brings a lot. Uh, but, you know, they lost there a lot of running back carries. But Zach Evans heading to um, to Ole Miss. Mm-hmm. Um and then again look down the in the Texas is bringing back a good number of players and some good players to boot and added some players Quinn Ewers is going to be starting and then Oklahoma is still kind of in the middle there as their defensive uh stats there if we go back one um uh Oklahoma is bringing a new quarterback in so uh with that since we're talking about Oklahoma what do you think about the changes in the head coaching uh, and Dylan Gabriel yeah. is the quarterback. That's if we're uh, start there So Dylan
2: Gabriel them. is a really good quarterback and I feel like quarterback is kind of a position in the transfer market that translates a little bit better from, from group of five to power five than, than maybe some others do. So I expect him to be really good. And I also think that Jeff Levy as an offensive coordinator. So here's how I look at this. Like Oklahoma has been a very good offensive team and a bad defensive team for the entire time that can Riley was there. I think Jeff Levy is is as creative of a play caller as anybody in the country, but we know Brent Venables isn't going to have like, they might not be super talented on defense yet, but they're not going to be soft and they're not going to give up, you know, 38 points a game. I just, I would be shocked to see a, a Venables defense do that. So My position on this is that I think the offense isn't going to drop off as much as people think, and I think the defense is going to be a lot better, and I feel like they're going to possibly contend for a college football playoff spot into Mm. early November in a way that most aren't expecting. Okay, so you're, you it's, they,
3: they ran in they ran up six point nine yards of offense last year, and you're saying that they they should be able to hold that pretty good, and then improve on some defense, which they allowed a pretty nasty five point seven, which needs to improve there.
2: Yeah, that's that's where I'm
3: at with it. Let me pull those stats up here. Wait, John, jump in here. Yeah,
1: listen, I I would agree. I think Jeff Lebby and Dylan Gabriel can be dangerous. We saw, you know, they had – it was UCF, so the competition is is very different. But 2019, UCF, those two had a, had a top five offense in the country over like 44 points a game. Um, I think Oklahoma, um, you know, I think the um, their offense is going to be dangerous. I, I'm a believer in Jeff Levy. I just am. Like, I think the guy can – like, he knows what he's doing. Um, he <laughs> – if you get him just – enough players, um, then, then he could do it. I think, I do think that, uh, Brent Venables is kind of, you know, going, had to go back to the drawing board in some ways, um, with Oklahoma. Mm-hmm. Um, I have a sleeper team in the big 12, um, and that is Kansas state. And I think Kansas state is going to beat Oklahoma this year okay and so right. if you're if you're at, if you're at, uh if you're at nine, nine and a half, half uh i'm going the under because i think oklahoma is going to lose to texas uh and and kansas state and they're going to drop uh drop one more um that's that's my personal opinion we can talk about kansas state when we get there um, Yeah, I, i'm a believer in, in in chris Kleeman. i'm a believer in um deuce vaughn um i i think i think they're gonna uh they're gonna make a little bit of noise in the big 12 this year all right, rewinding All right. back to Oklahoma for a second.
3: Did yeah. you guys mention that, that Jeff, the O.C., Jeff Lebby, was Dylan yes. Gabriel's O.C. at, at UTF, Yes. Right? Okay. Yeah. That's, and, then, and
1: I think the offense is going to be great. I think Oklahoma – I think where Oklahoma is going to struggle in some places is I do think that – I'm a believer in Brent Venable's defense. I think the uh, the line of scrimmage is going to be a challenge. I think he – you know, I mean – he's definitely he's going to make more progress than Lincoln Riley but I do think that just schematically with a new OC with a new you know with a new staff um in a lot of areas um I think Oklahoma's going to going to uh, stumble in a couple of games. I have them going 9 and 3 um with with Texas uh, Kansas State and then another loss in there. All right. Yeah, throw-
2: so Throw that schedule up there, Josh, if you don't mind. <laughs> so we got UTEP, W, yep. Kent State. To me, honestly, a big swing game for this team. It feels like Nebraska. That's it. I couldn't think of right. I couldn't
1: think of my third, and my third was going to be <laughs> Nebraska. Yeah.
2: Yeah, be, because Nebraska was like three and nine or four and eight or whatever the hell they were last year, but some of the worst turnover luck. Ever. I mean, they were like an SP plus top 25 team and managed to win three games. So yeah. um, I don't know. That one's very interesting. They played Oklahoma tough last year. I just, I don't know. I, I think at the end of the day, I, I think Oklahoma will, will win that game, but okay. I don't, I, I hear you. I hear where you're coming from. I just, I, I think I'm betting a little bit lower on yeah, like what the reality will be what the actual ceiling is for some of these other big 12 teams. Yeah. That's fair. It's it's a tough one. I think like, I think that 10 and two is slightly more likely than nine and three. So I'm going to go over.
1: That makes, that makes sense. Yeah. I I'm going to take, you know, nine and a half is tough, right? I'm going to think, take the slight under, um, which is slight, Overs and slight unders are very big when it comes to betting. <laughs> yeah. But uh, I'm gonna take I'm gonna take the under. I'll say Kansas State. I'll say Texas, and then either Nebraska or Baylor. I think you're gonna get Oklahoma. Josh, what right. say you?
3: I, I'm saying ten and two. I think it's it's a lot to ask for first year coach, but uh, I think they got a lot of talent. I don't know. Did you uh, you know two skill position players? If you want to keep your Marvin out for in the Big Twelve, Marvin Wims. Mm-hmm has got a 2.6 yard per route run. It's one of Graham's favorite stats. He had four over 400 yards on uh, 40 touch. Let's see more yards here. 22 uh, yards per catch. Yeah, 22 yards per catch. And uh, yeah, didn't have it. 41 targets. And then uh, Eric Gray, who's our old friend from Tennessee, is still the running back, <laughs> and it's probably going to be. He's probably going yep. uh, to be... get. It's going to be by committee there, but uh, he's going to be good. Yeah, he's going to be good. He, yeah, be good. he yeah. had like a 70 something. Uh, PFF gray, one of those stats we threw out yeah, earlier this week him. on dog central about p- returning players with valuable production and plus, you know, 60 is sort of your, uh, s- backup position rating. And then, uh, 70 above is, is starter to elite. And yeah, Eric gray was one of those guys that was uh, a starter quality and, and he's yeah. quite good. So yeah. uh, I'm taking over. I think Bobby uh, Morris
2: uh, is still on their offensive line. Sorry. I thought that was interesting. Well, another but another guy from Tennessee,
1: well, I'll also say this. I think uh, I think Lincoln Riley's going to regret not taking bed and ball with him to USC. Um, I don't know if that was bed and ball's choice or if that was Lincoln Riley's choice, but I think fi- it was not bed- figuring ball's out. Choice. Yeah, I think, yeah, it sounds like it was. But but not getting him out there, um, finding a way to get him out there, I think uh, Lincoln Riley's going to regret that because that guy is very, very good as an offensive line coach and as just an offensive mind. Cool. He was the co-OC at Oklahoma for, for a couple years um the last couple years agreed
2: too. all right
3: so who's, agree a, on that. who's the second best team that's gonna get a rematch with them in the uh, big 12 title game who do we think apparently it's kansas state <laughs> it sounds like we need to talk about that <laughs> I, I, right, let's go to kansas state let's do no, it i'm just why not right now? yeah I, I like it deuce vaughn yeah. is a guy we should all be talking about in college football uh he's uh, let me pull up his stats real fast he like you earlier talked about he's a beast um not Iowa State. There's nobody good there. <laughs> uh, do yeah, over six yards of carry, fourteen hundred yards, eighteen touchdowns. Uh, yeah, he's new, good. And they've they've got the speaking of Nebraska, you talked about they've got Adrian Martinez, right? Who's going to be their yeah. quarterback there? They're going to run the ball a lot.
1: Yeah, I Kansas agree. State, yeah, Kansas State is going well, to run the ball a lot.
2: Yeah. So Kansas State over under win total is six and a half it's juiced to the over minus 135 on the over plus 115 on the under uh josh has some good stats for us up there so john i mean you you kind of alluded to it a little bit earlier but tell us what you like about Kansas State
1: yeah so i i, I like uh i like a couple things i like um adrian Martinez um and and seeing you know kind of what he can do and i think he's a very gifted athletic quarterback i thinkli Cl- Chris Kleeman, um, with his power run schemes with, with a, a guy like Deuce Vaughn and, um, and Adrian Martinez, um, I think can really make it difficult for, um, for some offenses, uh, or, I'm sorry for some defenses. Um, I think, you know, <clears throat> they, they also have, um, the defensive end, of Felix, I can never say his last name, um. But uh, he had more. I read this week he had more uh, re- re- sacks last season than any returning Power Five starter. Um, nice. I think they. I think they have a couple of pieces that I don't. I don't pick them to be um, in the Big Twelve Championship for the record. I pick them to go nine and three and win a couple of games that they shouldn't uh win, Oklahoma being one of them. Um also, you know, when you're talking about six, six and a half, Kansas State um for the last seven seasons, they've only uh lost. I'm sorry, they've only won um less than uh seven games twice. And one of them was COVID. So when you look back over, you know, from a from a betting standpoint, it's like they're going to win more, in my opinion. They're going to win over six and a half. Um, it's interesting that it that it is juice that way, um, mm-hmm. because when you when you think back, if you take out COVID, you have one season that they've won less than seven games in the last seven years. Um, they've also beat Oklahoma uh, a couple of times, you know, two out of the last three years. Um, I just think uh, Kansas State is going to find a going to find a way to to go nine and three. And. Uh, a newt a an- nuke a uzama is that the guy
3: you felix we'll just call him felix there right? you go felix
1: felix ad <laughs> you can, is uh... you can
3: see <laughs> you can see him up there he's got that 85 pff return grade yeah he was an yeah, edge he's rusher so good he's yeah so 43 good. pressures 30 13 sacks yeah yeah he's good yeah
1: he's very very good and i think um uh you know when i look at their schedule um for me you know i look at um for me, I think the three losses are probably going to be uh, Oklahoma State, um, Baylor, and maybe you know you're looking at some game Texas. that they shouldn't lose. Yeah, Texas, or or maybe I think Texas would be the would be the pick. But I also think you could look at what well, game that they shouldn't lose, like West Virginia, for example. I mean, Kansas State, you know, they do they do have that tendency as a program. Um, like we've seen in the past of teams that just can't quite get over that hump because they end up getting beat by Iowa State in a year that Iowa State is terrible. And um, uh-huh. so um, – but but I do think Oklahoma State and Baylor uh, would be my concrete Ls for Kansas State and then one other one between Texas or or some game that they shouldn't. I
3: shouldn't guess lose. I have them going over. I kind of went mm-hmm. through there and I had them seven and five, losing to mm-hmm. all the good teams and and one bad one
1: seven and five is over
3: yeah i'm a little surprised by that but yeah, for me uh, it,
1: at six and a half i and i don't know i don't know the actual the actual line but um at six and a half uh if you can find that for kansas state i would definitely take the over because it's gonna josh be- where
2: did you pull these over unders from jeez i hope it was uh DraftKings.
3: uh okay. yeah oh it's fine i'm just curious yeah uh i think it was DraftKings. yeah there's the uh you know like going on here but the uh over
2: is minus 135 and the under is 115 plus 115 yeah no i mean i think it's actually one of the one of the lines on here i would bet would like actually with my own money the over on would be that um i worry about their one dimensional offense so i worry what? about that too adrian martinez 14 touchdowns 10 interceptions last year off of uh three hundred and six attempts is not exactly dynamic nope. but uh i don't know i think you can be not exactly dynamic and beat south dakota Tulane, texas tech iowa state west virginia
1: kansas, kansas.
2: Yeah. and one of you know and probably missouri or mm-hmm. you know get one of these other schedule teams on the schedule i, I don't know i feel pretty good about it you get tcu with a new coach you get texas tech with a new coach west virginia has been anemic on offense uh yes jt daniels is there but what does that mean exactly who's he gonna throw to yeah yeah or is he gonna play or whatever Um, oh
3: yeah so week week 12 who knows who yeah
2: exactly by that point yeah it could be so yeah i think i think that's a a good a good find over Mm -hmm. Kansas state at six and a half Mm-hmm. uh yeah i can see them i kind of went to project tried to do a little bit of projection
3: on this stuff and that they have a good defense uh they i mean they can get to that you know that 8.8 to 1.0 net yards per play which mm-hmm. puts them in that seven to eight win range pretty mm-hmm. pretty consistently so if we if we like those numbers which we do so that's i took the over i'm taking the over and i feel good about that like you said graham that's a that's it's a dog central be, uh, trifecta. It's special.
0: It's, it's, it's a lock.
2: <laughs> it's a lock. Stone, stone Cold lock of the century. Um, all right, let's move on. What do you got next for us, Josh? Let's talk
3: about the elephant in the room, the new elephant, Texas.
0: All
2: right, so I got to start talking about Texas. I want to look at something real quick. All
3: right, Quinn Ewers is, uh, he transferred. Uh, out of ohio state after he re he redesignated to enroll last year no meaningful production so he's not going to show up on our pfs stuff but he is the quarterback uh, keep in mind that he's this should be his true freshman season right he was in college yeah. last year but he he enrolled early Bijan robinson and they've got a lot of good running backs we talked about deuce from kansas state Bijan robinson is actually could be Heisman candidate if they feed him the ball a lot and he's a stud, um, and uh, and they've also got some wide receivers that I've got here. Um, and they, the defense has to get better, of course. Uh, they were putrid last year on defense, so they've got to improve there. And I think they will. That was a young defense, and they've got some. They're gonna get. They've got a year under their belt, and I think they can improve.
2: Okay, so. Yeah, this is an interesting one because when you talk about weapons,
0: uh-huh.
2: uh, Texas has a lot of them, right? I mean, there's there's a lot of offensive skill talent on this roster. Xavier Worthy. Yeah, that, being, that was yeah, Xavier yeah, Worthy. Bijan yeah. Robinson, DJ Roshan Robinson. Johnson, two yeah. both really good backs. Yeah. I think Isaiah Nair, maybe even a little slightly more productive than Worthy mm-hmm. at wide receiver, quietly. Um, it's a good it's a good roster uh, it's just I have a lot of questions about the defense right the same defense mm-hmm. that gave up what 56 to Kansas and a double overtime loss yep. like I think this team is built like a big 12 team that SEC fans used to like make fun of and call you know a basketball team or yep. whatever like a decade ago it's all It's all gas, no breaks, right? Like, you know, all offense, no defense. But they are now playing in a league with a lot of really good defenses. And so I guess my concern for Texas is do they find themselves still in the same situation they were at the end of last year where they are having to hold serve over and over and over and they're just in these games where it's like, you know, the the first team to get a stop is going to – win because i mm-hmm. i don't know that we trust texas's defense to be the team that gets the stop
3: yeah two guys that played last year and had good grades according to pff jedi baron and moro ojomo ojomo uh they gotta they they gotta step up and be leaders this year uh they mm-hmm. they were highly rated but they didn't get they, they met the minimum 100 snaps we're looking at these players so if mm-hmm. they can anchor um the D line and the secondary, uh, I can. They have to improve. Number one, but I think they should improve. Uh, and yeah, uh, the Nayer kid you're talking about does not surprise me. That Dog Out West picks the Wyoming transfer to be a impact player for. Damn right, dude. For the Longhorns.
0: <laughs> Absolutely.
3: They, don't Every did anybody day. mention Jai, Jai the kid? The, they got two kids from Billingsley and Jai from uh, Alabama, right? Yeah.
1: Yes. Ajayi Hall, yeah, and Billingsley, Jai. yeah, yeah. Um. Josh, what's the what's the line for this one? I'm sorry. It's, I have it. I can't find uh, it. Right it's eight right. to eight
2: and a half. Today. Eight to All eight and a half.
1: All right. Let's call it
2: for our purposes eight. That's where it opened at.
1: Okay. If it's either either way at eight or eight and a half, um, I'm taking at eight, I'm probably taking a push. At eight and a half, I'm taking the taking the under. Um, I so Texas, the last time Texas has won um, 10 games in the regular season. And I know we're not at nine, so we're not there, but, uh, was 2009. I mean, that's 13 years. And so you're thinking like, okay, they're, they're probably not getting to 10. Um, in my opinion with the challenges that they've had on defense, I don't think they're making a big enough leap to get to 10 wins. So then you go down and say, well, can they get to nine? And I've already said, I think Kansas state is probably going to beat them. Um, I think Oklahoma is probably going to beat them. Um, when you start going down that that list on their schedule, Alabama is going to beat them. So now you're at nine and three already. Um, I I see uh, another team uh, getting, getting Texas. I'm just not a believer. I do agree that they're probably going to take a step forward, but uh, even a step forward on defense, you gave up over 50 to Kansas. <laughs> like, so – that's a that's like that's a big step forward that I feel like you have to make um, in a league where I think Baylor um, or Oklahoma State would be the one that I would probably pick as like the fourth. You have Spencer Sanders. We haven't talked about Oklahoma State yet, but you got a fourth-year quarterback coming back that was really good uh, last yeah. year. And so, if you think about Alabama, Oklahoma, Oklahoma State, Kansas State, for me, um, I'm I'm at eight and four in the regular season for Texas. What we'll say you, Josh?
3: Uh, Texas is back nine and three. Baylor, Bama, Bama <laughs> Oklahoma State, and Baylor are their losses. I okay. think they I think they win uh, uh I think they beat Oklahoma twice.
2: Okay. Nice. That's a big right. call. That's a, that's that's a big big one. All right. So
3: nine and three though. I mean they're they're back in the Big 12. It's not like they're not gonna sniff well it. i mean i think it's going to eat itself at the top i think i think it's just that so i, I think that they're going to be out of the, the playoff picture just because there's you know four teams four-headed monster there is going to beat up on each yeah. other
1: i'll be candid with you oh go for it no, go ahead. I'll, go. I'll be candid with you and i think it depends on how the alabama game goes i think if texas is competitive with alabama like competitive meaning it's a 10-point game or something you know like I think, I think if Texas actually shows up versus Alabama, I think that will set – plant a flag that says, hey, this culture is different than the culture that, of the team that we've seen in the last few years. And that momentum might propel them, you know, to, to nine or ten wins. I think if Alabama goes in there, which I'm predicting will happen and just beats the brakes off of Texas, I think it's going to be tough – we saw it last year, right, with Oklahoma, um, with that Oklahoma game. It was very tough for Steve Sarkeesian to kind of get that team back together. And um, and I don't
2: think that Texas's culture is there. I mean, yeah. I, I think, shit, we yeah. saw in what, March or April or whatever, one of their yeah. linemen or seniors had a media availability and called out all of his teammates, or not yeah. all of them,
1: but a lot of teammates for – We said they were chasing money and chasing women. And did yeah. care about doing what it takes to be a championship caliber team. He exactly. said that in April of this year, in the middle of spring practice.
2: And his uh, coach, instead of saying he's
1: right, we need to fix some things,
2: said we really should keep this stuff in-house. Yeah, which I think so. is a kind of a you know a, mm-hmm. a soft move. So yeah. I am going. I, I mean they're gonna lose to Alabama. I think they're gonna get the doors blown in by Alabama. Mm-hmm. And then I think that UT San Antonio is going to almost upset them the next week because they're going to be on Alabama hangover and Love UTSA that. Jeff Trailer, man, is what a coach, a really man. good coach, exactly. And then I don't know. I think, I think they recover slightly. I, I I'm going to say at eight and four. I'm going to say over, but I I think push is just as likely. Yeah, um, but. I, I don't think I would bet the under here. I don't I don't see them going seven and five. Um, I just think I that they're too too much talent that's yeah. just gonna make things happen at random moments. But for the record, yeah, too, I I, I,
1: I think at eight it's a push. I think at eight and a half it's an under because I think they're gonna go eight and four. That's my personal, not not giving out you know kind of like y'all do what you want with your own money. But that's where I'd put my money. In, in, my, in
2: l- fair assessment? No.
3: In my loss, they're gonna lose to uh, they they're gonna basically. Be one loss team going into the uh, Oklahoma state game. And then they're going to lose to Oklahoma state. And then they're going to choke in Baylor mm-hmm. against Baylor. They're probably and my, my, I think the way I have the schedule locked is they're locked into the big 12 championship after, you know, with Baylor in the schedule and they kind of shit to bed. That's
2: fair. Well, I mean, here's another one for you too, is Texas has only beaten TCU twice since 2014.
1: I, I they play every do- year. They play every year. Yeah, there's a you go lot, into the like, yeah go yeah, into the Texas there's, schedule. There is a lot of bad mojo. I mean, they haven't won ten regular season half. games since two thousand nine. Yeah, in the I mean, I Then the they t- like, t- they went ten and four, and yeah, 18, but they didn't right? win that their tenth season. They didn't win their tenth in the uh, regular they season. Won they game won 10 against Georgia. All right, all
3: right, all right. I'm just looking at my field still here.
1: No, yeah, yeah, no. They went to. They did win ten games <laughs> once. Once in that time span, they've won ten games. It was when they beat Georgia, um, in the Sugar Bowl. Uh, but they were um, nine and four coming into that game because they went nine and three and then lost in the Big Twelve Championship and then played Georgia. So what I I'm saying wait.
3: is, I, I can't wait to get trolled by Graham for this. I can't wait for what? <laughs> for your Texas? For g- Texas is back.
2: <laughs> well, I mean, I, I took that with a grain of salt. Let's not. You know. I did. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, Why not? All right. Yeah, but I, you know, I, still I, think, I still think Texas, I don't know. The more that I look at the schedule, it's like Iowa State, better coach. Oklahoma State, better coach. Baylor, A- better coach. Alabama, State. better coach. Chris Kansas Kleeman State, is better coach. So I think that Sark is sitting around bringing in a lot of recruits this offseason because his boosters are throwing around a shitload of money but when it comes down to actually playing football they're going to get their asses whipped at the line of scrimmage like texas always does telling you, yeah so i don't know i, I kind of with you i think eight and four is probably the most likely possibility i i, uh, I think
3: i think if sark gets the offense rolling which he he, he should be able to do with all that talent it's going to take a little bit of pressure off the defense that they don't have to be elite um and they did it can, take they pressure have, off of them score.
1: versus did it take pressure off of them versus kansas last year though so let's I, be i can't get I over be, that <laughs> 56 50, points to kansas 56 points to kansas yeah um so, not, I, but i agree good, with you. Bob. i i agree with you josh i think texas has the pieces on offense um that they can get rolling but i do think it, the the moment that that um teams show up on defense i think that is going to put too much pressure on texas to win
3: um to I, I, more... I, I, marvin and Overshawn. i'm going to talk about a guy with a 44 pff grade is projected starting linebacker and he was their leading tackler last year so there you go they've definitely got some holes that <laughs> on right. defense that are going to need to step up or you know whatever but you know when you're texas if you guys guys can't step up you gotta find guys behind them and step in so uh we'll you know like it, it sounds like I'm, if I'm reading this correctly, that I don't think Graham thinks too much of Sarkisian as a coach. So. No, I don't. I think
2: that he's yeah. Never mind. We won't get on that. Right. All right. Like I, yeah, I don't. I don't think that he's. I think that, in terms of perception versus reality, there are a few coaches who have had a 100%. softer landing or ride than Steve Sarkisian. Okay, hundred percent. He blew he, up at USC. He never did more than I think win seven or eight games at Washington. I could coordinate that Alabama offense from 2019 I, and put up 60 points a game.
1: That was that was going to be my point. My point was going to be you give give how many offensive coordinators could you have given the talent that that Alabama offense had um, the the two years that Sarkeesian got got credit for it and parlayed that into the Texas job. Um, I I can go I could probably go 20 deep of offensive coordinators in college football that could have. Marler. Uh, Marler's Marler, and his feelings here in this yeah, start. They could have produced. There's what, probably what like
2: 50 of them, I would think.
1: I mean, it's deep. All right, let's uh, do we do we want to do a few quick hits on some of these teams? Um... Oh,
3: let's jump in. Let's do the Cowboys. I think we All need right. to talk about them. All right, perfect. We
2: got to do Oklahoma State and Baylor. Yeah. Okay. Perfect. Baylor's the defending champs. All
0: right.
3: Yeah, the quarterback for Oklahoma State, Spencer Sanders. Spencer Sanders is like, I guess, a like three or four year starter. Yeah, he's been there for four
2: years, but is he really good is the question, right?
1: I'm asking. I'm not
2: saying he's not necessarily. I just think, like, last year what I I thought Oklahoma State season last year was extremely impressive because we used to think of Oklahoma State as this dynamic offensive team that, you know, had first-round NFL draft wide receivers and threw the ball over the yard. And last year, That was really kind of a, like, you know, grate your teeth, get five yards type of offense. They won a Mm -hmm. lot of games when they scored in the 20s. -hmm. And so I I have a lot of respect, truthfully, for the job that Mike Gundy has done there. He's done a lot of really dumb things off the field that have created unnecessary problems. But when you talk about as a football coach, he's been a very, very good football coach. Uh, I just kind of... I don't know. I, I think the thing that concerns me here, and Josh, you probably have more data than I do, but it seems like they lost a lot at wide receiver this offseason, and I, I kind of wonder, like with a quarterback that already sort of struggled last year, how do we feel about the possibility for offense? Drop off.
3: They, they do, but that offense, you know, it's a get the screen game going. He. uh uh, Sanders was rated pretty highly by PFF, but his low—he's the lowest A dot coming back of nine yards per mm-hmm. attempt. Uh, so I think I think those wide receivers largely can be plug and play. They've got a five eight guy uh, and a six two guy that are expected to step up. And Let me get their names for you real fast. Um, and right here, is it? I got your Yeah, Jaden Bray and Presley. So uh, mm-hmm. they they played as um a lot as true freshmen so they they've got what they need and i think gundy's a good coach that can can cause havoc for a couple first year coaches that he's going to be playing this year and bringing back some veterans uh there so and they played good defense and uh i you know i like oklahoma state i think sanders is a really good uh college quarterback you know and does what is going to and if they can keep the pressure off of him. He's even better. You know, I was listening to shout out to the purple theory podcast, which is they're doing, you think we're doing a deep dive. They're doing an hour plus on every team in the big 12. I listened to an hour and 15 minutes on Kansas. I swear to God. And uh, <laughs> uh, they they kind of had the same questions you did about uh, Sanders, but they, they had some pressure numbers and the, he, when he was pressured, not good. But when he was clean, he was really good. So mm-hmm. it's a little thing to Fair. watch out
2: for. Okay. Well, I think they do return a lot of their offensive line. So that would bode well. Uh, one thing that I just learned that I feel like is, is really important knowledge for our Dog Central listeners to know is that uh, his backup is Gunnar Gundy, <laughs> Mike Gundy's son. So Amazing. short leash, I feel like, for Spencer. Things How
1: awesome! How awesome is Gunnar that- Gundy yeah i was about to say how awesome is it that you knew exactly you could we could have probably guessed what mike gundy's son's name would be (laughs) it it would be gunner or maverick or something you know but gunner is gunner gundy exactly gunner (laughs) gundy is perfect um i i have oklahoma state uh winning winning 10 games in the regular season guys um wow I'm so so they lost Jim Knowles their defensive coordinator but they replaced him with Derek Mason. I think uh I, I personally That's think Derek one. Mason a is a is a very good hire. I think he has <clears throat> some talent coming back in uh the secondary especially like you have you have Cam Smith, like you got you you have some guys on defense that I think their defense is it's going to be um similar to in my opinion similar to a Georgia situation where their defense was very very good last year I don't think they're going to be quite as good this year but I think they're going to be good enough um against some of uh some of these teams and um and for me you know for my money um I I have them losing uh to Baylor and and um and Oklahoma probably um Mm -hmm. I think I think Oklahoma State for me is going to be a team uh, that is going to ride uh, the momentum that they had last year and come back in with a very very good staff with some experienced players, a good offensive line. I don't think they're. I think it's going to be a replay of last year. I don't think they're going to light up the scoreboard offensively, uh, but I do think defensively they're going to be in in a in a good position. I could see Texas kind of stretching them um, if if you know if they're going to get a third loss. I could see maybe that happening uh just because of the playmakers that texas has but i think with it being in week eight um i think texas you know uh, and it being at uh in um Stillwater, i think i think texas is going to have a hard time with them too so it's hard for me to look and say they're at oklahoma which i think they'll they'll probably that that's a game that i think oklahoma will probably win they're at baylor i think that's a game that baylor will probably win it's hard for me to look at that schedule and find another one or two personally.
3: So you're you're not worried at uh Kansas Kansas coming off a bye.
0: <laughs> no, not I, worried
1: at Kansas. I, I think at Kansas State could be, you know, again, I'm I'm picking I, yeah. I'm picking Kansas State as my sleeper team uh but I think uh but for me I just, I, I, so, I just I'm, a, I'm a believer when I look across the landscape of the Big 12 in Oklahoma State again.
2: I think the Oklahoma state had a really good defense last year, but yeah. if you look at their turnover margin, it was even on the yeah. season. Yeah. And so turnovers are usually a luck thing, right? Like mm-hmm. they're kind of hard to predict, but they do tend to to bounce back and forth. And so the fact that they had that really good defensive season last year and they, they weren't something crazy like plus 1.8 turnovers a game or something like that mm-hmm. does make me feel like that's probably pretty sustainable. Um mm-hmm. I do worry about that Arizona State game a little bit in week two, just because yeah. I don't like messing with uh, cornered cats, you know. Um, yeah. yeah, it's at uh, Arizona State, and I've got them is going
3: it? over. Yeah, yeah. I so it. I was gonna say I've got them as a, a loss here, even though it's just because I think I gave Josh's firm yeah. for Herm. Yeah, I'm, yes. I'm. Texas is back, and Arizona State's gonna. I'm just gonna get destroyed <laughs> I think Arizona State they Man, lost they bo- lost jaden Daniels team, like, like week three I'm done yeah they lost
1: <laughs> they lost jaden Daniels to LSU like I think they've had all that crazy offseason stuff I think yeah I'm just not a believer in Arizona but you State. know
2: who knows how to motivate a group of 18 to 22 year old men <laughs> Herm Edwards um
1: you play yeah, I- to win the game um <laughs>
2: I think that Oklahoma state Baylor, uh, week five is maybe a, uh, you know, I mean, that's a big 12 title game repeat Mm -hmm. and it, it could be, Oh man. I think that's the swing game here. Really. I think that's the tough one. Um, we have Oklahoma state at eight and a half. So I'm going over on that. I think they Mm -hmm. win nine games, but, uh, I, I do think that there could be a higher ceiling there, but I also wouldn't be – I don't know. It's just I – all Mike Gundy does is win ten games, man. He's like the yeah. opposite of Texas.
1: Absolutely. At At eight and a half, I would – for me, I'm taking the over because I think it's going to be nine or ten. I'll personally would push it up to ten just because of my belief in uh, in – Am I saying I my belief in Mike Gundy? Way. Do I believe in the Gundy family way? I absolutely believe in the Gundy family <laughs> way. I don't believe. Yeah, you're, do you, it. Do you. The defense you bringing bringing back
3: a lot. They've runs. got their two edge rushers, Tyler Lacey, Colin Oliver. It looks like I'm looking at the stats here. It looks like, looks like Colin Oliver got tar- as a defensive end got targeted once and went for 53 yards. So that's a that's a red box for for the defensive end and pass coverage. But um, yeah, I mean they're bringing six or seven guys back with PFF grades of 70. So yeah, a defense yep. could be good. And they were one of the best. I mean, Derek Mason 35% success rate allowed last year, which yeah, I'll, was uh, I'll say, for Baylor with Baylor.
1: Yes, I'll say one last thing. Sorry to talk over you, Josh. Um, I um Derek Mason, I feel like he also has something to prove, right? The Auburn like situation was a dumpster fire with Harson. Um, and you have a coach of that caliber as a defensive coordinator who I feel like he, I feel like he has a chip on his shoulder. I feel like, you know, he, I feel like Derrick Mason um, has enough talent on that defense to, again, the offense is probably going to score, you know, between 20, you know, maybe 27 points a game somewhere. Um, but I think he has enough, uh, enough on the defensive side of the ball to to hold it down another year. All right.
2: Congratulations to Derrick Mason for getting as far away from Brian Harson as he possibly could. Yeah. Um, all right, let's do Baylor, Josh. I know you're you're running up against. No, the clock, I'm good.
3: So. Actually, uh, I was gonna say I'm in no rush today, uh, because okay. we're right. starting at three o'clock, so I got an extra right. hour. So Gosh. Gotcha. Uh, cool. Yeah. Because I really right. want to go Bears. Go Bears. Yeah. My, I like saying Go Bears. That was my high school team. So Baylor,
0: another Baylor. good defensive
3: unit. Thirty-seven uh, uh, de- percent defensive success rate allowed they got some offensive turnover. The, the quarterback got injured um, going into the Big 12 title game, and the kid stepped mm-hmm. up, and the, the uh, veteran yeah. bolted to Western
2: Kentucky. Which I think was – no, the veteran – Gary Bolton went yeah. to South Florida.
3: South Florida, my bad, yeah.
2: But sure. uh, the guy behind him, I have some questions about, uh, just because, mm-hmm. like, they won with him, but the yards per attempt – was not great and I I need to look at something. What else do you know about Baylor Josh that can fill uh, the the run Blake game's not Blake Shapen is his name. Let's, yeah Blake Shapen.
1: Yeah well let's start before we dive into stats, let's start I, I'll just throw this out there for conversation. I think Dave Aranda is the best head coach in the Big Twelve. He at currently 100%. like Brent Venables maybe can be that guy but I think I think Dave Aranda um is the best head coach in the, in the big 12 at the moment.
2: I so strongly you- agree with that position. Yeah. Um, yeah. Okay. Yeah. So he did have five, t- uh, Blake Shapin completed 71.3% mm-hmm. of his passes. Mm-hmm. Good. Right. Um, yeah. Against Texas tech, it was only 58%, but uh, against Oklahoma state in that big 12 title game, 23 for 29, 79.3% completion. So Clearly accurate, good. but, uh, only 6.9 yards per attempt. The, uh, a dot is only 7.8 yards. So a guy who has thrown a lot of screens and slants and, you know, they've protected a little bit. So it's just a question of, can he stretch a defense downfield? I don't know. Does he have to with Baylor's defense? Probably not. Like you know, they can probably plug along and score in the mid to high twenties every game, and and be in a good situation most of the time. Um, I do agree with. I actually, I did when I did the development quotient thing back mm-hmm. in the spring. Uh, I was I was interviewed on two different Baylor programs. One one was a, a radio show, and the other was the podcast. Um, but I, I enjoyed it a lot because talking about Baylor. I kind of realized in this whole conversation, like you're talking about a developmental program and you were talking about a guy in Dave Aranda who is selling something very different than what his peers are selling. He is the very opposite of, I'm going to get in your face and yell at you to motivate you and all of that. More of like a, you know, kind of a, a quiet, calmer demeanor. Doesn't mean he's not firm or, you know, a disciplinarian or a tough guy to play for. I just Mm -hmm. think his communication style and leadership style is a little bit different. And I think that that's actually very smart in modern college football because Baylor is, you know, I mean, they were the best team in the Southwestern kind of region of the country for Mm -hmm. most of a decade there. Um, But still, it's just like they sell something very different there. And I think it's smart that from a personality kind of culture standpoint, they're not trying to compete with what Steve Sarkeesian is selling, or what you know, yeah. some of these SEC teams are selling. I think that's why they're having so much success. Uh, what is our win total for Baylor? Eight and a half. Yeah, eight. eight to, yeah, let me. Oh, you got seven and a half.
1: I got here. seven and a half. Yeah, that's the line that I saw okay. as well. Seven and a half.
2: Wow. Yeah. So, what what do they know about Baylor that we don't? Cause that, that's mm. a, that'd be a big drop off.
1: Yeah.
3: Uh, they don't have anything on offense coming back.
1: Yeah, okay. I I think it's the offense. I also think that there's the um, at BYU game in the non-conference mm-hmm. um, uh, that probably pushes that win total down. Um, mm. Yeah,
2: you don't like them on the road at BYU.
1: No, I like them. I think I think for I think if you look at you know um, personally, I I think seven and a half is too low. Like I think Baylor is going to be yeah, a, yeah. a nine potentially. 10 win team again. But if, if you're asking, you know, kind of uh, what does Vegas know? I think there's, I think that at BYU game is probably one that they're, you know, kind of throwing out there as the, as the carrot. Um, Then I also, I think, I think, you know, being high on teams like Texas and Oklahoma, um, it's going to be interesting to see, see when, when the, when the actual lines come out for those individual games um it's going to be interesting to see you know where where Vegas is is pointing
3: I I think that uh I have them at nine wins uh -hmm. and I think they're going to slip they had 1.2 yards net last year that's Mm -hmm. easy to slip when you don't have offense and you're going to have some defensive regression they don't bring any skill back skill position players on offense back that were uh that met our minimum you know 20 targets, 25 carries, or 100 attempts. Um, Obviously, you talked about the quarterback coming in late in the season. So, I think a lot of questions on offense are going to rely on their defense, and I can easily see that slipping. Um, I have them winning. I have them losing to Texas, Oklahoma, and either the BYU or Oklahoma State game. Mm -hmm. Um, And, uh, but I still have them over.
1: Well, it's okay.
3: uh, So, like I said, I was kind of like talking about earlier. It's like, sorry to interrupt you, John. The top four teams are going to kind of beat up on. Each other, I believe yeah. they're all. But I think the, the Big Twelve this year is going to be script going to be flipped. It's the it's going to be a return to offense and the team that can, yeah. that can uh put the ball downfield and score points. I think is going to um, come out ahead this year. And the well, Texas Baylor's Baylor's o-
1: offense and <laughs> Texas is back. Baylor's <laughs> offense between between their offense and defensive lines, um they only lost one player That's c- with thing. both of those combined, right? So they're returning. A lot. Yeah, that full, yeah, that full unit on the offense and defensive line for all intents and purposes, and um, and so I think you know the quarterback is a question. I think there's some question, you know, in in the the secondary on defense, um, but um, but yeah. it's hard for me to look at the schedule and see them and see them losing five games at that seven and a half line. It's just really really hard. Um, I don't yeah. I don't see how you get to how you get to seven.
2: My thing with Baylor is they were a line of scrimmage football team last Mm -hmm. year. So losing a lot on the line of scrimmage does not worry or bother me. Obviously, they're going to beat Albany and Texas State in the non-conference. That's two wins. I don't think they're going to struggle with BYU. And that's more a function of what BYU is losing. I agree. Um, Yeah. And I mean, I, I think Iowa State. Is in for a pretty large regression, um, and and I, I again like now we're we're at four it's... wins already mm-hmm. after four games, and then I think they win West Virginia, Kansas, Texas Tech, TCU. They they win some
0: mm-hmm.
2: some combo of those four, or or upset, or you know someone else like a a Kansas mm-hmm. State. I don't think that's a those are two teams that I think are very similar styles that are just gonna like smash it out. Yeah. Um so yeah, I think that over is that feels like one of the safer bets on here. And I think it's just as much a bet in Dave Aranda mm-hmm. as it is anything else.
1: Yeah, the the unfavorables that they have is at Oklahoma and at Texas. Um right, like if you're looking at those games on the road especially Mm -hmm. at texas being late in the season um when you you know potential injuries or like people being banged up or whatever i think those are those are two that could be uh potentially tough but the rest of it is pretty favorable i mean you have uh you know um oklahoma state i think they will get personally i think they'll get beat by oklahoma state but i i see them going nine and three yeah
2: i i like that Um, um all right, so we have uh, Texas Tech, West Virginia, TCU, and Kansas left. Uh, TCU is the highest win total of those at six and a half. Oh, and Iowa State.
1: Um, take the under on Iowa State. I'm taking yeah, – I don't yeah, even know I'm what just, it is. Just, I don't even know what We it don't it have it is. to
2: – no deep dive analysis here, guys. We're going to give it to you straight. Yeah, they Uh,
3: Bryce uh, Purdy's gone. Brees Hall's gone. Yeah, Yeah. it's. Well, I mean, they had what, like, uh, and they still only won. They went seven and six with those guys.
2: Right, Mm -hmm. and they had. uh, Oh God, what was that tight end that everyone? No, was really good. Um, Dude, how
3: many guys did they have drafted? 5,500 players from this year. You're asking me; it's a tall order to go. I'm sorry. I'm sorry.
1: (laughs) Yeah. Well, they had um, they You're had the
3: encyclopedia
1: uh, here, bro. Was it Co- was it Kolar? Was it the guy that won the Charlie Kohler. Yeah, the, exactly. Yeah. That won. There he won know. a bunch of awards and stuff.
2: Yeah, no, he was really good. That's why. Uh, uh, asking. Yeah. they play oh. Iowa early, week two. They
3: always lose that game.
2: They always yeah. lose that game.
3: Yeah. So. Uh, so all right. So they. So if we're for counting losses at this point, right? So mm-hmm. uh, we need five losses. So Iowa, Baylor, Kansas State, Texas, Oklahoma, Oklahoma State. Oh yeah, going to be losses. Yeah. yeah, yeah,
2: yeah. And
1: I think I think West Virginia is going to beat them too. Um, I do too. But I yeah. think TCU TCU will beat them. TCU will beat them. Yeah. I, I think, I think that. Uh, going,
2: so. Yeah, I think he should have gotten out of there when when his name was hot
1: agree yeah matt campbell um the the stock is is going to be going down for a couple years yeah and maybe it proves me wrong i don't
2: know but i'm not betting on on it i remember you know
3: you keep talking about net yards per play i remember last year just trying to figure out what was happening at uh, iowa state because they had a good net yards per play i mean that's a Mm -hmm. that's a 10 10 plus win yard there but they certainly but Uh, a low offensive success rate and Mm -hmm. you know pretty pedestrian defensive success rate can trick you so probably they loaded up on a bunch of yards on some bad teams and uh they're they're not going to get away with that and they didn't get away with anything last year so yeah uh who's uh tcu uh max Duggan's back again somehow is Uh, he really yeah wow that guy. Yeah, he's, he's we say this is Georgia fans
0: with
1: 24. He's, the, Stet- Stetson he's the yeah, he's the <laughs> he's the Stetson Bennett
2: of uh of TCU. Yeah. Just I, I'm a big back Stuggan fan. I think he's uh extremely productive quarterback. Um and I think he's very dynamic, and I think he can do you know a lot with his feet. Um that that kind of changes the outlook of TCU for me quite a bit, to be honest mm-hmm. with you guys. Um I need to reassess some things here.
1: Yeah, well, they lost Zach. He was Evans, there last year right? too, you know. Yeah, <laughs> I,
2: know, I know. He's I know he was banged up. He yeah. was banged up a little bit. So, but
1: the, but they lost Zach Evans, who I think is was personally, I think is going to be a very dynamic playmaker at Ole Miss. I think he did a lot of really good things at um, at uh, TCU. Um, the wild card for me is they're they're breaking a new coach, right? So Gary Patterson yeah. is out for. He'll still, still saying time that Duggan's
3: not going to even be the starter.
1: Interesting.
2: Wait, why? <laughs> I don't
3: know. He's got Does he's Parker know one? this. Yeah, Chandler Morris. Had, yeah, I've heard Parker actually talks about Chandler. Oh, so gotcha. he maybe okay. may time Dykes is on.
2: the new coach. Yeah, yep. that's he, he, he say, yeah. That's what. Pretty nasty little separation.
1: Yeah. Do you do yeah. you do you believe in, in Sonny Sunny Um I do. Okay. I do
2: too. Yeah, I do too.
1: Yeah, I'm a believer. Yeah, I think that's a fair. I think that's a fair assessment. So, so that's a good place to start. But then, but then you look at, you know, um, that that net YPP. Yeah, that net seven yards of play defensively. that net that net YPP and that defensive YPP uh, are very difficult to look at and say those are going to get significantly better. Can um, I have a
3: nerd moment here? Yeah, Can I go interrupt for with a nerd moment? Looking at the bottom, oh, that yeah. defensive explosiveness, people get confused by this. Okay, so that is how, in the defensive side of the ball, how bad your bad plays are, how costly when you allow a successful play on defense. And, yeah, that was at the bottom. 1.4 is a gnarly number because not only is it a high number, but at a high success rate for the opposing offense <laughs> means they did it a lot, and that's how you get to seven <laughs> yards. a play on defense. So I don't know how, I don't know. I mean, they, if they improved a full yard and got to six and a half,
2: that's not good. All right. So Max Duggan last year, I think he was a little banged up maybe at the end of the season. He was.
3: Yeah. He he was
2: 63.6% completion, 2000 yards passing, 8.9 yards per attempt, 16 touchdowns, six interceptions. And then when we look at what he did with his legs, we're talking about uh, 497 yards on the ground, 5.6 yards per a carry, three touchdowns. Remember that quarterbacks get sack yardage taken out, so 5.6 yards per a carry is pretty significant. Uh, if they bench Max Duggan for Chandler Morris, I think that would be a mistake. I know that Sonny Dykes is a kind of uh, air raid principal coach, but they got to ride with with Dirty Duggan, dude. I mean, come on. like That's a dynamic quarterback they got to have them in there. What's our win total? Six and a half for TCU? Yeah. Mm. So, at Colorado, that feels like a win. Tarleton State, obviously a win. Oh, at SMU, week three. So, that's Sonny Dykes going up against his old team. That's going to be really I, interesting.
1: I think that'll be a win.
2: I do, too. Ooh, so, an early buy, too. Look at that. They've had a buy before that game. Yeah. And then they get Kansas. That's a win. Mm-hmm we know that they beat Texas basically every year. I don't, I'm higher. Like, I think I, I'm over on TCU. I yeah. think that, uh I think that the, the defense just can't be that much worse. And uh God, what's that wide receiver they have? Who's an absolute stud. Um uh Yeah. Yeah. He, his
3: first team could be. Um, uh, uh, um, shit. Sorry. I should have that. It's okay. Okay quentin uh, johnson yes yeah 18 Same. three yard 18 and a half yards of catch another 2.6 yards per root run dude 70 yep. 61 targets
2: yeah he's good and he's a he's a jump ball guy and he's also the type of guy that will go up and double coverage at the 50 and just kind of like come down and everybody bounces off of him because he's big and heavy so um yeah, I, I think that what Sonny Dykes can do with, with him as an offensive weapon is gonna be very interesting. I like TCU. Yeah.
3: I think they're six. going
2: to Yeah, they're gonna go over on six and a half. I wouldn't be surprised if they win eight games, actually. It's a bounce go. back here.
1: Yeah, but yeah, for me, I agree. I think they're gonna go seven and five at worst. Um the wild card for me is West Virginia because who I we'll talk I know we'll talk about them, but like that for me is a wild card on TCU's schedule. I think in particular where it's like, it's at West Virginia's week nine Um TCU's coming off uh, Oklahoma state, Kansas state. Like there's a potential there for that to be a game, but I see them, you know, losing to, to Oklahoma, Oklahoma state, Kansas state and uh, Baylor. And then I think, you know, there's a couple of toss up games in there, but even with the toss up games, I think you're seven and five at worst. I could see them. I could see them winning. Eight uh, or I'm going last. under six and six. All right. Fair.
3: Fair enough. I don't think they can. All right. I don't, I don't think they sneak up and be, uh, have any, any upsets there, and I think they could easily let one slip through their fingers.
2: Next up. Fair. Yep. Next up, Texas Tech.
3: All right. Let's just Five go to Five and a half. Murray ain't even a state, Paul. <laughs> <laughs> Um, I just pulled that out right then. I didn't even know. They, I, <laughs> that Texas
1: was Texas Tech might have the toughest schedule in the Big Twelve.
3: I think that's do. gnarly. Houston yeah. and NC State. Houston, NC State. NC State's
1: good. Yeah, you have you have at, Houston and then at NC State. Um, and you're breaking in uh, uh Joey Joey McGuire, new coach. Um, I think I think Texas Tech is gonna have a tough tough run at it this this year it's been a
2: long off season where did joey mcguire come from baylor okay i like that
1: yeah i mean Um, he's a he's a good coach um he was um uh the outside linebackers coach and i think he had that associate head coach title at baylor mm -hmm. um and he was there he was at baylor for um a while i think he was at baylor he was under matt rule and then nice. uh, Dave Miranda kept him around, so um, he's been there for a while. But he went, you know, he he came he came to Baylor. Joey McGuire came to Baylor directly from high school, so he was a high school coach. Uh, jumped into um, jumped in which high school coaches in Texas, you know, like it depends on what school you're sure. at. Could be could be you know small uh, FCS school level but uh was at baylor for um five or six years and now he's getting a shot to run a program at texas tech um he's a good coach i i'm i i believe in him as a coach personally um i think his background yeah. uh it speaks very well but i think that that non-conference schedule combined with just um a new coach and uh and a good you know Bit of lost uh, production at Texas Tech um, is is going to make it a tough tough year for them. Um, what's, so, what's the what's the total, Josh? I'm sorry, I uh, even it's five, many, and a half, five and a okay, half Okay, five and a half. Yeah,
3: you're laying one twenty on the under. I'm I uh, I think I'm going to lay the juice on that. Mm. You're going take over. Under.
2: No, oh. take the under. Yeah. All right, gotcha. So my thing with the, uh, Texas Tech. Matt Wells kind of did a sneaky good job there. I mean, they went seven and six last year.
0: Yeah.
2: Uh they beat they beat Mississippi State 34-7 in the Liberty Bowl. Uh I mean, like down the stretch of the season, they played really well. They lost by three points to Baylor the last mm-hmm. week of the regular season. They beat Iowa State 41 to 38. Um, you know, there was a one point loss to Kansas State in there. Like they played in some close games that could have gone the other way. They, they beat got Houston hammered by 17. Yeah. To start the, I, yeah. I mean, they did give me a hand. I was, I was riding them but after that. Uh, they had high net yards per play, and then they
3: ran into a couple yeah.
2: of gnarly games. Net yards per play was point seven, which is interesting. Yeah. But it was so, way up my... there for
3: half the season. They they ended the year pretty poorly. Uh,
2: mm-hmm. They were um, okay. on that. But I guess my question here is, you gotta what... find
3: six wins. Find the six yep. wins. I know, I know, yep.
2: and I think they're going to beat NC State because it would be just the most NC State shit ever <laughs> to lose to Texas Tech and go like undefeated in the ACC. For for those well, who don't know.
1: know, real real quickly, for those who don't know, Graham is from North Carolina, so he's a North yes. North Carolinian. So, I've studied, the NC State. studied the Wolfpack
2: way for
3: many years. Trust me, well, on if, you, this. if you think they're going to beat NC State, then you probably like the over
2: there.
1: Yeah, I think you have to. I,
2: I think they're gonna beat Houston too. They beat them by 17 last year. Red Raiders, baby! Red Raiders Our are back. Coach. I don't know. I mean, Houston's good. That's a tough one, truthfully. Um, they got the quarterback from Oregon, Tyler Shroyer, right? Yeah. So. Who's?
1: Yeah, but they fine. Don't they also return? <laughs> um, don't they have they their return, quarterback coming back? Uh,
2: Columbia. Columbia. Yeah. You yeah. Yeah. Yeah, played On well.
1: Yeah, he was pretty good yeah. last yeah. year. He um I want to say he was the guy. Let's see. Uh did he get injured? Yeah, because he only played through the yeah. Oklahoma game. Yeah. And um, so
2: uh, I am going to go. I think they beat Iowa State. They beat Kansas. Shit, I'm going over. I'm I'm going six wins. I think they're gonna pull something off somewhere else. Okay. I don't know where, but the big twelve is a unpredictable mess, especially when you get to November. So
1: it is you know, um
2: who knows? Maybe they maybe they beat Baylor or you know, I don't mm -hmm. like I, I just think there's something yeah. in there that they might pull out
1: yeah um, I'm, as, as I'm,
3: much math as i do i don't actually freaking calculate all the wins but i just my gut instinct is that it's top heavy and that means that the bottom is gonna get beat up on pretty bad so uh, i don't true. think they're gonna i don't think there's gonna be any upsets for the in, in conference and i don't see them beating nc state <laughs> so, Yeah. so
1: i'm going under yeah. I'm a uh, I'm not I'll, I'll just say this for the record I'm not betting any of my personal money on Texas Tech. I know cuz it is a complete wild card. But what I will say today is I'm going to take the under um cuz I think they lose to Houston, NC State, Texas, uh Oklahoma State, um, Baylor and Oklahoma and that's uh uh and then then there's, you know, it, it's going to be it's going to be hard to get to seven losses, but I do see them losing to, you know, maybe at TCU would be one. Um, but I think you can go down that list and you can get to, you can get to six right away. And that makes me feel like, all right, you're going to, you're going to have a seventh or an eighth one on there. As, um, as I
3: was looking at these teams cramming for this test this morning, mm-hmm. uh, <laughs> I just noticed, it felt like my, my, I was leaning towards and just shouldn't surprise you being a stat uh, analytics guy that I was just finding myself, leaning on the teams that are going to be able to pass the ball. I just don't think like a TCU and a Texas tech is going to be uh, good enough to uh, put up enough points against some of those teams. Uh, and, you know, they, they might sneak up and beat a Baylor or, you know, Oklahoma state has a bad game. I just feel like that's just an
2: offense. that's just not going to put up enough points. See, I think my outlook on the big 12 is kind of like opposite of, of you guys maybe in that I think that there's some good teams at the top. I think the only team that has the potential to be great is Oklahoma. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so I, I think it's a league where, you know, I just I just think anybody can lose kind of any given week. So by that logic, anybody can win any given week. So that's why I kind of faded some of these teams that have higher win totals and, and maybe a little bit higher on like, like a TCU. Like I, I, I'm with John. I'm not betting – any of my personal money on Texas tech gun to the Man. head, I'm picking the over, but that's a total coin flip. Yeah. Don't follow yeah. me. I don't know anything <laughs> about Texas tech that you don't know. Um, but TCU is one where like, to your point, Josh kind of talking about the offensive mm-hmm. production, like it's just, do I trust Sonny Dykes to, to have one of Chandler Morris or Max Duggan turn into a, a productive enough quarterback with what we know about him as kind of an offensive passing guy yeah i do and so that's why i'm like i'm gonna you know i'm gonna ride with with them but i get where you're coming from i'm not uh i'm not opposed to your logic i just i'm just kind of going the other way with it
3: That they can win you a lot of money <laughs> Going the true. other way
2: <laughs> might, fade, might not. fade the nerd fade the Could nerd lose a lot of money too um so Think let's talk about seven. west virginia real quick yeah. before we get out of here yeah sorry we're not gonna spend yeah. 20 minutes on kansas
3: <laughs> um, oh, we're not. I think we've Kansas, already talked enough about Kansas, but West Virginia. Kansas,
1: Kansas is two and a half for Kansas over. By the <laughs> way. Take the over. Yeah, three. Right, a name,
3: three times a again. name on some of this returning stuff you don't see is our friend JT Daniels who didn't have One John passes. Tyler Daniels. Did not have enough passes to qualify but everyone knows especially in, in uh <laughs> dog nation that uh the quarterback Not, not enough be... passes
2: to qualify the jt yeah. story uh,
3: um <laughs> yeah so uh, 30 for 30 yeah. uh or it's it's a 15 for 15 right now so maybe maybe you can stick 15 <laughs> minutes on this um
2: well what do, you, what, what do you see in the – the They return
3: their entire offensive line, which yep. – and they've got a uh, the play caller uh, who was his play caller for his 2018 season at USC whose name escapes me right off the top of my head.
2: It's Graham Harrell. Graham Harrell, duh. Nope. Yeah, so he's
3: back. So, I think, you know, maybe – I don't know if he's looking at the offensive line. It was an okay offensive line. Um. It was not great. But, you know, veteran offensive line, familiar play caller. Yeah, maybe JT mm-hmm. has a little bit of a run. With I think you if, on that, I, I think this is definitely talking through my heart that uh, if there's a team on the bottom of the league, bottom half of the league, that I think can do more than expected, it would be uh, this team. But I heart JT Daniels, so <laughs>
0: well,
3: <laughs> yeah, maybe yeah. you can finally do what we've never saw um, do. We saw it, That'd be interesting, right? We saw it, we saw glimpses, only very brief
2: glimpses, my friend. Yeah, all right, maybe. so my position on. The Mountaineers of West Virginia, um, who are very culturally close to my heart is Appalachian peoples. They uh they've always been really good on defense ever since uh Troy Brown showing up there, or Neil Brown, I'm sorry. Um he is a good defensive coach. They have been in the you know, kind of a top twenty to thirty defense nationally for the last two to three years, right? Uh it's just mm-hmm. offense has been a problem last year. Their turnover margin, negative uh, .6, ranked 108th in the nation in turnovers. So, I like that to to go favorably up in the other direction for them. Um, what's the, the total? Five and a half? Yeah. Okay. So, That's a brutal
3: start of the season. Well, not brutal. Mm-hmm. You've got Townsend in Kansas in there, but at Pittsburgh.
1: They they play four
2: out-of-conference games?
1: They play they play. Um, that doesn't seem. Yeah, like no. They play at Virginia Tech. They play at Pitt, and then they have Townsend. Townsend for the rest are league games. Um, is there? Yeah. Is there? Oh, office, Kansas. are non-conference. Not, Kansas I'm Inc.
2: sorry. I apologize. Yeah. yeah.
1: yeah.
3: I, we I'm have not regu- relegated them out
2: of the Big Twelve yet. <laughs> we don't. We refuse to recognize Kansas <laughs> on this podcast. Yeah. Um, so I, I like them to. That's a tough out of conference, man. Pittsburgh and Virginia tech. I think if they split that, they should be really happy, but I'm, I'm with you. I think there's some high, like there, there's a high upside potential here. Like this is Mm -hmm. one that that could ride and and go. Um, I just, I don't, I don't know. I just, I don't know if I can. That's a Thursday. Yeah. No, that's like the, that's kind of the opener for the opening weekend. That, that West Virginia game. Um, the question that I have is just like, that's their that's that's the win that right there. Do they
3: get that win and get to six? Which I am on. I think JT Daniels. Is I'm going gonna go, go for it. Yeah, I'm going I'm over. I'm gonna. I'll take. Uh, they're gonna lose Virginia Tech, Texas, Baylor.
0: They're gonna beat Oklahoma.
3: Texas. Oklahoma. They're gonna beat and Texas. Then Okie State. No, nah, I think Oklahoma State's going to be uh, – at the end of the year. Daniels is going
2: to come swashbuckling in Austin. If, yeah. if, if you can't be
3: healthy for week one for the backyard <laughs> brawl, right? The, is that uh, the backyard brawl?
2: Is that the backyard brawl? Yeah, yeah, right. Let's not talk like, about I'm, not being healthy for week one.
1: <laughs> soft spot. <laughs> sore spot. <the> fi- <laughs> uh, too soon. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, the, fi- the five – I think I, I'm going to take the over. I'm gonna go seven and five.
3: Another uh, lock, dog. central I think lock.
1: There, it is not a lock, <laughs> the but I do
0: <laughs>
1: But I think they're five. I do. I will say we all agree. But I think their five losses uh, are Pittsburgh, Virginia Tech, Baylor, uh, Kansas, Oklahoma, and uh, Oklahoma State would be my maybe Pittsburgh. They may be Pittsburgh. So let's take that off and let's say Kansas State and Oklahoma State. I think what's going to end up happening is you get in this back half of the season, and you have Oklahoma, Kansas State, Oklahoma State um, when JT Daniels is banged up, and it's just all going to go off the rails um, <laughs> at that point. But they're going to they're going to be pretty good uh, after they beat through, Texas, right? <laughs> after they beat Texas, yes. No, they're they're definitely exactly. I think I think you know I can see them opening up with. Beating Pittsburgh, Kansas, Townsend, losing to Virginia Tech, then beating Texas, and you're four and one going into Baylor. Um, In the college football
2: playoff race, yeah.
1: (laughs) (laughs) And then, and then you have a backup quarterback. Do they have a former walk on on backup quarterback over at West Virginia? (laughs) Because they may have a shot if they do. Um,
2: Twenty six year old walk on that they can throw out there if things get hairy. I
1: personally, I will say this. I know, I know we've been joking, but personally, I. uh, I hope I'm pulling JT, for JT. I am pull. I'm definitely rooting for JT. I hope he has a healthy season and I hope he lights it up. Um, just because I think that kid, um, has been he, he's been through it for, for, you know, whatever the reasons are. Like, been through a lot, it's a man. tough, yeah. It's a tough, it's a tough road that he's been, especially when, you know, he came out of high school and he was, uh, it was just, he yeah, was he behind. was the guy. He was the next guy. guy. He was the, yeah. So, yeah,
2: for sure. And I and I've always truthfully, uh, I always appreciated his willingness to talk about his own mental state and struggles absolutely, and yeah. seeking uh, help in that regard. Uh, I think that that is very brave and sets a wonderful example for yeah. other people his age and of all ages. So yeah, and he's uh,
1: and he's a he's a national champion hugging Stetson been on the sideline like dude. That's a, that's he's the got the figure, figure. Yeah,
2: yeah, <laughs> absolutely. Um, all right, so I mean, all joking aside. Just just so that everyone's on record as having picked every team. Uh yep. Kansas, two and a half, over or right. under. You got over. You're going over. Going. Wow. Okay.
1: Dude. Who give me your three wins? My three wins for Kansas. Um yeah. let me pull up their schedule. I I I'm sorry. Y'all, I there. My, I'm going Tennessee
2: Tech. Tech.
1: Yep. I'm going Duke. uh Duke. Duke. Yeah. I, so uh, my my th- uh, my three wins <laughs> my three wins for Kansas are uh Tennessee Tech, um, Duke and Iowa State. There you go, Iowa State.
3: I think uh, yeah, I think Iowa State, TCU, and Texas Tech are all on the board as as potential yeah. wins.
2: I'm with you. I think, uh, Tennessee Tech. <laughs> I was to say, man, yeah, the Tennessee Tech's not to be trifled with. Um look man I'm sorry I'm not I'm not following you guys down the black hole of Kansas I think they're going two and ten and I think that they will be a. I think that the, they are trending in the right direction you know I, maybe they beat Texas again Who knows? I, I was I just, about to
1: say two two and ten after coming off a, a season where you beat Texas um, even for Kansas would be a, an extreme disappointment
2: well, they've I, I'm not, not won more maybe. than two games in like a decade, have they?
1: Oh, I know, I know. All yeah. right, it's, been, it's been a while. Behind
3: right. the curtain here, like I've scraped a ton of sources trying to get updated uh-huh. data, and and I and I added the PFF stuff. I shared it with you guys, but <laughs> I'm just looking at their offensive line, and if I don't want to look at Phil Stills magazine because it's really small, in my eyes are tired. But it, like, check me on it. If you're still watching, this is a chance to bust me. DeAndre Diorian. Mm-hmm. Is a tackle rated uh, 57.6 PFF grade who transferred in who may start <laughs> okay for well, before, for Kansas. So, uh, yeah, yeah. I was looking at it, like, oh, they're bringing some, they're bringing a bunch of offensive linemen back. Uh, the center is you know 62, which is you know, uh, if there's something there, they've got some returning starters on the line. I don't yeah. know if that gets you a win at Tennessee Tech. Um, yeah, yeah we should have a watch. I party mean, I think the they'll beat Tennessee Kansas. Tech. They Duke. will be
2: Tennessee Tech. It's just everything right. from there. So you're you're oh, saying man.
3: that the NC State's going to get beat and that Duke is going to win. So you're you're flipping the script on the ACC Big Twelve challenge over here. Yes, I am. All right.
1: Yeah. Well, to be fair, I
2: mean, I, well, I think <laughs> Kansas fair, is going to beat Duke.
1: Yeah. You think Kansas well, is going to beat? So you say, you're man? going at two. You're going two and ten.
2: I'm going two wins. Yeah, okay. I'm going two That's, and ten. Okay. All right. I think I think they they go 0 and 8 in the big or oh and 9 in the Big 12, okay, and okay. lose to uh, whoever else they have in the other conference. It's not Tennessee Tucker, dude. All right, this was fun, guys. We've
3: we've given you some names and stuff. Uh, we hope you enjoy it. You know, football is like getting closer. We're going to be is. doing all the Power Fives as time permits. We um, and we're working on providing you all this data that we've been looking at today to the subscribers on dog central. Absolutely. So if you're watching and you have not subscribed, please smash that subscribe button. We're sharing data. We're sharing and recruiting Intel recipes, uh, the whole gamut of what is out there for dog fans to enjoy. And we would really appreciate it. We're working hard and having some fun with you guys. And, uh,
2: we want to share with what we're doing. Yeah. And, Check out and, DogCentral.com, And, uh, we've got lots of great Intel, uh, We've got Josh stats, we've got all sorts of stuff going on over there, but also uh, truthfully, guys, like if you're going to invest your money in over under win totals, then why not go and pay what basically amounts to 550 a month Mm -hmm. for this data? Yeah, Uh, no kidding. Seriously, uh, it'll help you and it's a good ROI. So yeah, check it out. and I'll,
1: and I'll say, uh, you know, for the record, I think the big 12 is probably the most difficult conference to predict this year it is. because it is just, it's just a wild card. So y'all saw it as you were listening to us talk uh, there's there, there is a, you know, kind of a lot of thoughts and opinions on the big 12, but what you can get is all of the data, not only on the big 12, but, but we have the other power five conferences uh, coming up and you, um, and you can dive into that data yourself and make your own informed decisions, which is uh, what I highly recommend um, as if you're going to be in, in the sports betting world. Um, but Josh does a fantastic job. I just want to give Josh a shout out of, of um, pulling all of these stats together, making it easy for you to dive in uh, and and form your own opinions. So come join us over at dog central and you'll get access to a lot of that.
0: Yeah,
3: absolutely. All right. Thank you, Josh. Thank you. And then we'll have an Ask Dog Central
2: later this week, right? Correct. On Thursday. Thursday, Thursday night, night, as always. So right. please join us live for that. Uh, subscribers, get your questions in now.
0: All right, my guys. Uh, check you out next time.
2: Sounds good.
1: Yeah.